What's up guys, this is Shantan You are listening to the Eheng Podcast And today this episode is brought to you by Dreamy, I'm using their Ultra L10 vacuum robot They sweep, they mop, they dry clean themselves And it's very very convenient So it actually helps me a lot with the passive cleaning And I really suggest you guys to check it out Links down below Remember to use the promo code as well Anyway, today we will answer a question from email This is from Queenie Hi Sean I am a subscriber And viewer For your YouTube channel Have some questions Regarding property investment Hope to hear Some of your opinions And advice I am 45 years old Females from Penang Married with two kids No outstanding loan As now My own stay house Is already fully paid Consider T20 Income group And low commitment Burden as now Question 1 Should I buy new properties for investment at my current age? Or better do other investments like FD, stock, ASM, ETF and etc. Currently already have some investment in these. Question 2. For property investment, Klang Valley or Penang is a better choice. Klang Valley area might have better rental yield compared to Penang and more choices. But disadvantages of Klang Valley is not being familiar with the place, for example, the traffic, location and etc. And also property management in the long term. There are some calls from property agents. They introduce some new projects, for example, Hugo's, which is the small studio, 300 plus square feet, around 600,000 near KLCC, mainly for short-term stay and Airbnb. But I worry it will be hard to resell in the future. The next one will be Cubic Botanical. 800 over square feet, 600 over thousand, going to be completed next year. Did some research, it is surrounded by some low-cost flats. Some comments say it is also nearby Indawater, TMB Station and Moss. Then you also have Alira 2 at Tropicana Metro Park. So the question is, do you have any suggestions for below 600,000 property? Of course, I will do my own research with your suggestion, if any. Thank you for reading my long email. Looking forward to your reply. So first of all, thank you very much, Queenie, for the email. And I guess it's a very direct one. It's a very interesting perspective as I always thought that the audience group will always be like somewhat my age or younger, right? So if you start at 25, you will have a way larger advantage in comparison when you start at 45. Well, not everyone is as privileged. Not everyone has the access to information at a younger age. Not everyone have the awareness of the importance of wealth building in the young age as well. So for Queenie here, age 45 with two kids and her own stay house is fully paid for. So that's a solid achievement already in my opinion. Plus she has a lot of other investment going on in terms of ETF, stock market or whatsoever. So the first question at her age, right? Does it still make sense to invest in properties? There are several dimensions to this question. Number one, in terms of age, right? 45, you can still take up to 65. Some offer 70. So the disadvantage of investing when you are 45 or 50, right? Will be the shorter tenure period. And that directly reflects in a bigger amount of your money installment. So when you buy properties, right? It's going to be way more challenging for a property to be self-sustaining where the rental rate can cover the monthly installment. So that's practically almost impossible for residential properties. And this is the thing about the norm that we all fix on our own portfolio. 
value. Like we all always talk about 4%, 5% for residential property, right? Have you ever thought why 4 or why 5% is a good return for a property? It all boils back down to the respective FD rates of that time. So it was a very long time when FD was 4%. So if I were to invest in a property and everything actually gives me 5%, right? Then it's a good deal really. Right? So as long as it's higher than FD and the investment is safe, of course not as safe as FD, but it involves a certain level of risk. So to allow me to enjoy one more percent extra per year and throughout the years, it allows me to leverage on the bank's money to build up equity. So that's the benefit of why I should invest in property investment in comparison to FD. Well, we are not done with the dimensions, but hear me out first. Well, this only applies to residential properties, generally high-rise apartments. Because for landed properties, especially around Penang or around Klang Valley, right? The price is already too high, therefore you can never have a rental rate that is going to help cover your monthly installment. So a general rule of thumb whenever I were to invest, let's say my interest rate for the latest one is like 3.1%, right? When I calculate my returns, it's 4.5%. Is it a good deal? Yes. But if I'm 45 and I can only take up 20 years tenure for the loan, it's pretty impossible for my monthly rent to cover the installment, right? So therefore, you will need to accept this fact that are you okay to cough out some of the differences. Not because the property is not good, just that because you are no longer in that sweet spot of investment. That's why I encourage everybody to start before 35. So when you are 35, it will be the final year that you can enjoy 35 years of loan tenure. Lah. And that's the max you can go. So going back to the scope where it's only for residential properties, right? Like for industrial, for commercial type of properties, it all boils down to market demand. So if you have a shop lot, for example, a corner lot within Sri Petaling or SS15 Subang or Bangi or Cheras hot areas, right? There's no bracket or there's no ceiling to it. Man. As long as there's demand let's say after this tenant you maybe like okay 15,000 a month and people take it up or 18,000 a month people still take up right it all boils down to the type of tenant the business that they run and the footfall that you have within your commercial shop then for industrial it's even more competitive however as lucrative as those properties sound, the risk is also in parallel where when it's empty, <laughs> the monthly installment is crazy high. So it's really, really risky. So it's really important to have a safe amount of capital before you go into this form of properties, which is somewhat point number two. When you are 45, right? The difference of investment strategies compared to a young chap at 28 will be the amount of capital that you have. But at 45, you somewhat have already passed all all the heavy usage of money like the renovation, wedding, the children expenses and all right, you went through all that already. So you somewhat have a nest egg in place and that somehow allows you to invest more safely in that way. So instead of us that we leverage up to the max. So an investment approach that I commonly use is to use the least amount of money of my own to obtain ownership of a particular property. It doesn't mean that I don't have cash. Well, not a lot also, but, <laughs> but having a lot of money in a bank does not necessarily mean I need to put in everything within the property. Well, that depends if you know what to do with the money and it depends on your risk appetite that you want to equip yourself with. So how much risk exposure are you comfortable with? That's why a lot of friends when they are 50 or 60, when they still buy property, right? They take 50% loan 
30% loan. The rest, they all just pay in capital. Sometimes because they just prefer to not loan so much from the bank, sometimes they just cannot qualify anymore. So those are the things that you will need to think through before you think about property investment. So at your age now, the first thing to think about is what is your ambition for the future? Like, are you settled down already? Okay already, like my job, I don't have to work as much and it will carry me through 70, 75 easily, right? Pay through my children's education, my retirement, that's it. I'm all good. Then I would suggest not to proceed with property investment because it comes with certain level of risk. And the only way to somewhat mitigate this risk is via information and knowledge. Then on the other side, if you are ambitious, if you want to have more for the children, if you want to build more of your empire, to build more of your legacy, compared to other investment types, I personally am more comfortable with property investment because it's more tangible, it's more boring it's more predictable. So with that ambition, then you balance it out with the risk appetite that you are comfortable with, the risk exposure that you are comfortable for your family to go through. Let's say if you buy this property and the price collapsed 20%, are you okay? If you can stomach those risks, then I would suggest to go ahead. But if you go through the right channel, right, this investment type actually is very, very safe. Lah. Then going back to your own stay property where you fully paid already, so that's somewhat like a nest egg that you can anytime free finance and take out money just in case of emergencies. It's a very, very solid backup that allows you to somewhat stomach more risk or to take more risk in order to have more returns. Then the last thing to also think about is how interesting is property for you personally? I realize that's a very, very big thing to think about. Like I know crypto is coming back out because of the SVB bank, all the bank runs or whatsoever, right? So crypto is now all coming back and all everybody starts going back to altcoins and see but in order to keep up with all those things it takes a lot of effort for me to take away time from my work and to go study them again then when you have pudgy penguins all starts getting active again you have all these nft projects all reviving after the cold winter right then are you interested although i can tell you it's making money it's making a move watches are also making a move because everyone are looking for alternative besides putting money in the bank because apparently it's not very safe there lah, right so when it comes to you, is it very easy for you to start researching about them? Now for me, property is natural day in, day out. I wake up only property before I sleep, also I think about property. So naturally, it's a very comfortable asset for me to invest in. Then in terms of the difference between Klang Valley properties versus Penang properties, right? It was during MCO time that I flew over pretty frequent. Then I started discovering Batu Kawan as a whole. And together, we recorded and we witnessed a lot of this development that is ongoing. And the common norm that we understand about Penang market is that the property prices are very high. A lot of people thought that Klang Valley prices are the worst, right? No, actually, Sabah number one, Penang and Sarawak coming very close to number two. Then only we have Klang Valley's properties. So KL properties, right, it's actually not the most crazy in terms of price. And that forms this characteristic where everyone in Penang is just striving to own one. Hence, the rental rates are not very, very high because everyone buys an apartment for own stay. Even if they were to invest, right, they are thinking about flipping it, not for cash flow purposes. Until 
Batu Kawan came out, where the latest erected buildings are fetching a very, very high rental rate in comparison to the norm that the market understands. And that is because of the surge of job opportunities and the surge of population migrating into the address. And what causes this, right? The brand new highway, of course, from the second link. Then you have all the factories that is building up. And when you see McDonald's there, right? So McDonald's is somewhat like an indication of population for a particular location. Such an established fast food chain, before they were to set up a store, right? They would have done all their research to make sure that they do not lose money at least. Of course, sometimes there will be perks where the landowner just give them the land for free for a year or two, or they run in a separate rental where the landowner takes a chunk out of the profits that they make. Well, that one is a separate thing and it goes case by case to all retails. The point I'm trying to make is when McDonald's is there, it's a very significant move to indicate that location is coming up. And we discussed this before, rental rates is the indicator of temporary demand for a particular location. It means when a particular address has a lot of own stay elements or own stay people within it, right? The rental rates are not going to be crazy high one because if I were to really want to stay there, it makes more sense for it to own. Why do I want to rent when I can just pay installment, right? But when I only need the space for maybe three to five years, it then makes sense for me to rent a place. And due to the supply, sometimes there's just not enough apartments or project that suits my taste. I will need to pay premium for certain projects. And that is somewhat reflecting in Batu Kawan area. Because of this migration of talents and workers into the industrial part of Batu Kawan, where are these people all going to stay? Yes, there are existing landed houses around the area, but not everyone likes landed houses. Like if I were to rent a place, I don't need a landed house. Man. I would rather have a swimming pool that comes with gym and all next to the mall, which is just convenient. There, I just just drive over to work since it's going to be a three-year contract anyway. So I'm explaining all that in Penang because this is the little changes that I'm noticing right now in comparison to Klang Valley. So Klang Valley has been enjoying this migration of population from all around Malaysia. Everyone who graduates across Malaysia, whether you are in Johor, Alor, Staka, Sabah, Sarawak, everybody wants to come to KL just because there are just a lot of job opportunities that they cannot find back in their hometown. And that's why the rental rates around Klang Valley are generally way higher than Penang and other states. So if you are not comfortable with coming over to Klang Valley because you are not familiar, like you shared the challenges, you are not familiar with the traffic, the culture, the pattern. Penang can be one of the locations that you can study first before moving into Klang Valley. Then at the same time, when you study that, you can also study Klang Valley and you can focus on these several addresses that are always mentioned in the channel. So the answer to the question of Klang Valley or Penang properties, right? It depends on are you comfortable with traveling because the logistics sometimes may be very, very troublesome. For example, hey, that's a problem with your unit. Can you come and see? How do you have a relevant person in KL to help you do that? Can you just take off from your work or your family to just travel over, then you travel back? Although it's just one flight away or a three to four hours drive away. And a lot of people fall into this category when they just highly depends on whatever information provided by the agent. I can tell you what ever selling point of this project right highest return airbnb rates is very high this one no worries people manage for you you just give me money sign the papers and you take all the rewards take 
all the earnings. And people actually sign. Like. Because once they sign, it's most likely going to be a three to four years thing for a new project. Then four years later, when they come and collect the keys, right? Eh, why the project is next to a cemetery one? Eh, why the project looks like that one? Eh, then when you look back into the agent, right, that sold you the project, nowhere to be found because they just take the money and just go to another agency that gives them a higher rate of their commission or whatsoever. Lor. And this is very, very normal. And my greatest worry for investors, they are not within Klang Valley region, right? They don't like ma fun because to like to come and site visit ma fun. It's not comfortable at all. So leche, so much work to do for a property that don't know whether make money or not. Which kind of falls back to the earlier point where are you passionate or are you interested in real estate property generally? Because this whole new trend of well-decorated property galleries are all these highly presentable images and videos and experience within sales galleries, right? All really spoils people or really just spoil investors and purchasers. That's why in the channel also, I encourage everybody to go visit 20 different properties or projects before making your first one. Like the effort to go and check a sub-sale, right? For those who have tried before, you all know, sometimes gonna FFK la, sometimes got rain la, sometimes the person late la, sometimes the person just ghosts you for no reason la. Then one day, if you visit two or three, right? It's like a full-time job already, whole body sweat because most of the units are not equipped with fan and light, so it's gonna be dark and dusty, then every whole body sweat. But if you really still like it, then I think property is suitable for you. That's exactly something that I'm trying to resolve within my own paradigm where I'm traveling to UK like next week after this video is out right apparently a lot of Malaysians actually invest in London actually invest in UK properties like not farming a Johor property for me is already very very hard to manage and I think it's very very legit for a level of for a person where real estate is almost my life then how can these investors just chuck money there and just let it run and the return is so so good they tell me right so I'm there to witness it myself pretty excited about it and that's the similar case for you i can tell you kl properties wow, how how rewarding whatsoever right but if you think that the travel down to kl is a hassle every time you call a person it's very stressful right i would suggest other form of investments instead because you have somewhat already made it at 45. if you're 28 with zero commitments in penang right i would suggest you to just come over kl and build your career but for you it's a whole different phase where it's entirely up to you whether do you want to take that leap to build a somewhat second career or second form of investment assets that's very interesting it's like you have won do you want to win more hmm then for the various project that you have sent to me right like hugo's that's pretty popular within klcc area my concern with it will be the exit plan for it if it's a 300 square feet property right in klcc airbnb is the natural first option right so that's this thing that i've always talked about also in the channel multiple option strategy when you want to let out the property so when i buy a particular property there needs to be a plan of different audience groups that i can rent out the unit to for example is it families is it people who works around the corporate there what about tourists what about students then can i split room and rent out separately or i can even split beds to rent out separately and the more options i have for a particular property the more confidence i have for that particular project and that's why i encourage if budget is not a concern we should all fully furnish the property to a very decent level because that opens up all these options if you just let out the unit bare right who's going to come and rent 
for you. Very long-term tenants. So they're going to stay for maybe five to seven years and they will bring in all their furnitures of their own, their own kitchen also. Sometimes they will have their own cooker, uh, their own fridge or whatsoever. And within these scenarios, right, most of the time, they will press you for the rental because you are very afraid that nobody wants to rent. Ma, so they also know you don't have to do anything. I will install my own lights also. But the rates will be very, very low, kind of determined by the tenant instead of the landlord. Because in that same scenario, right, if you want to rent out to younger couples who are just there for a working arrangement or whatsoever, right, it's very rare for me, right, throughout my whole career to have people that carries their own furniture around with them when they rent. I think the trend is really changing already. So now tenancy agreements, no longer you will see three years to five years tenancy agreement. At most is 18 months <laughs> or 24 months. La. So two years is very, very long already. Most of the time it's a yearly contract because tenants want flexibility, owners also want flexibility. And if you furnish your unit, you're able to attract those people too. And if you really fully furnish your unit, you're able to attract these people. And when you fully furnish to a certain level of team, it's almost unique on its own because in a certain project, let's say 300 to 500 units, right? how many owners actually wants to fully furnish the unit for the tenant? I would say like 10 to percent on a safe number right yes across the market you will see a lot but within a certain particular property apparently it's not common hence there will be a possibility that they are willing to pay higher rent for that particular property so if the medium term one don't work right so you can always convert your property into an airbnb short-term stay property provided the management allow provided there's a demand for short-term stay la. so in the middle of pj i don't think people will stay but if it's next to a hospital or if it's next to a shopping mall or it's next to some tourist attraction spots such as KLCC, then only that's a demand. Then if that still cannot work, right, I will split into rooms if I'm very close to corporate offices, but these people cannot afford a three to 4,000 rental, I will split into three rooms, 1,005, 800, 800, still can get back. And last of all, there are also formats where people just rent beds. And this is more common to projects closer to industrial zone where generally they cater to labors. One bed, how much? So for this particular project, right, straight away, it's for Airbnb. Like if Airbnb don't work, then how? Long-term stay. Uh, will people stay in a 300 square feet unit? Eh? Because at the same rate, I can rent up to 600 or 700 square feet, not long away only. So those are just food for thought because I haven't really checked out the project, but just based on specifications, right? And that 600,000 sounds very, very attractive around KLCC, right? But if you look at price per square feet, it's very, very expensive. Like it's 2,000 per square feet. Like. Then the next one, cubic botanical. Yes, there will be some negative elements like the low cost in the water TMB and whatsoever so I would suggest to check out the site because if this is not good there are better options around that area like I put in my Twitter feed also in my Instagram also like a lot of people are making money of good wood though so like Goodwood is a project where it's really, really beneficial for a lot of owners there. So they are making great returns. So that's good. Alira 2 Tropicana Metro Park, I would say it's more of an own stay product. So if you are looking for investment, so you need to think about, is it more of cash flow or you are in for flipping? If flipping in this current era, I don't think it's going to work anymore. So do I have any suggestions? below 600,000 property. Yes, two to three years ago, I actually booked a project in Duta Mas area. And now Ho Chin Sun, which is our map master of Malaysia, right? Recently, he just mapped out all the MRT three stations 
and that particular project is a stone throw away from it. So I'm not too sure I, whether I can say out the name of the project because back then we are required to sign the NDA. I actually booked that project. It's around that range, so it's very close to Arte Monkiara. It's very close to Solaris Park. And that review of that episode is coming out soon. So when you compare to the entire market, that price is relatively more affordable because it's located next to the highway located next to the quarters of the government. It's also right next to the KTM station, but also sandwiched between a cemetery burial ground. So that's why the prices are lower. But if you look into the rental rates around, so it's a justification that you need to make yourself. How are this one? I think I will just put, like you know, guys know Rina from the channel that she helps me with all my mortgages and whatsoever, right? Let me just put the contact for their team. So this is actually a project fully managed by five capital which is that property investment company thingy that i'm a vip in okay so that is not my company my friend miss rina works inside and that's why i get access to the deal so i'll just put her contact down below you guys can go reach out to her about this property maybe i should just clear up with her whether i can make a full video about it or not lah you know like that, uh, a bit susa, right? Anyway, I guess that's all for this episode. In conclusion, at 45, should you invest or not? It depends on several factors. So how comfortable are you with risk? What's the ambitions and the things that you want to do for the rest of your life? Is real estate very interesting for you to spend a lot more time and effort researching on it? Then for Clang Valley versus Penang properties, it all depends. For the three first elements. So if all those are yes, 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 then I would suggest you to just come to Clang Valley because the playground here is just so much wider. Plus, we have the MRT. There's still a lot of infrastructure injection, the catalyst to somewhat stir up the market, you know. And now, experts are all coming back into Malaysia. Then for the recommendation of project, please run your own due diligence. Be very, very informed when you make decisions. I'll just put Rina's contact number down below because her team, I don't know whether it's her or her team is managing it. And I guess that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you really like this episode, like it, share it, and even subscribe for more information like this. Until next time, this is Sean Tan. Ciao.